Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and change your life as you listen to this message by Bishop Eddie Fabin. Bishop Eddie Fabin serves as a senior pastor at the Kodesh of the Kodesh Family Church, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by Bishop Daguerre Mills. Eddie Fabin is an inspiring teacher and preacher of the Word of God, a renowned marriage counselor, and an anointed prophet God uses to bless multitudes. Now, may the Spirit of God touch you as you listen to Bishop Eddie Fabin.
Let's just end at that place. Otherwise, the bless goes on for a long time. We never get back to the beginning. So just after that, then we sing it again. Then we finish. So let's sing it. Go. Bless this house. Bless this house. Keep us strong. Keep us strong. And healthy. And healthy. Keep us safe. Keep us safe and prosperous. How about this entire congregation? How about this? 
from our children, from our children, to our spouse, to our spouse. Come down from heaven, Lord, with your almighty power, Lord. Shower us, shower us with your favor, Lord. And bless, and bless, 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 bless. From the top again, bless this house. Go, bless this house. Bless this house. Keep us strong and healthy. Yes, Lord. Keep us safe and prosperous. Cover this entire congregation. Receive a blessing this morning. Bless. Oh, bless. Lord, oh, bless. Please bless this Hallelujah. How many want God to bless you? To bless your marriage. Bless your business. Bless the work of your hands. Lift up your hand and just talk to God. Lord, a blessing. A blessing. A blessing. We thank you in Jesus' name. This is the week we have been waiting for the Model Marriage Conference. Hallelujah. It's going to be awesome. This one is for everybody, not just married couples, but singles, beloveds, married counselors. Anybody at all can come because you can receive something. So, I want to encourage you, and of course, we'll have some time, singles will mingle. And uh, if you haven't found or you haven't been found, one of them will happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our memory verse for today. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Okay, can we take it together? Ready, go. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. It's a very tricky one, so we need to try and get it. Okay, let's take it together. Ready, go. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created revelation chapter 4 verse 11 amen so thou art worthy to receive glory worthy O lord to receive glory honor and power for thou hast created all things for thy pleasure and for thy pleasure, they are and were created. Let's try one more time. The Lord will help us. 
Let's take it. Ready, go. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Wow. Hmm. We can try. We should try. Okay. Beautiful. Let's take it together. Ready, go. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Come on, put your hands together for yourselves. Hallelujah. Father, we are so grateful for this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. What a joy, what a blessing to be in your presence. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Send a blessing to God's people. Let no one leave here without a blessing. Lord, you said how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. You said it is like the precious ointment that flows from the head through the beard to the garments and to the skirts of the garments. And you said that is like the dew of Mount Hermon. You said for there the Lord commands a blessing. Lord, today command a blessing upon your people. Command a blessing upon your people. Command a blessing upon your people. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 2. And um, if you were not here the past two weeks, we started a series entitled Building the House of the Lord or Building the House of God. And um, I started by saying that God is expecting each and every one of us to build the house of God. In fact, when you read First Peter chapter 2, uh, I think verse 5 or so, if you can find it, uh, the Bible says that ye are lively stones. Lively stones. In other words, you and I are stones that God is using. He said, you are also lively stones built up and are built up a spiritual house, a royal priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices. So, you and I are the stones that God is using to build his house. Look at somebody and ask the person, do you know that you are a stone? <laughs> but it says lively stone. So, another version says living stone. So, it's, it's a stone that is living, not a dead stone. So, stones that are living, God is using to build his house. So, what you are doing, wherever you are, what you are doing, what you are doing, all of us together we build the house of God. Is it a good idea? So when you don't do your part, what will happen is that maybe you are supposed to be the pillar at some corner. You are supposed to be the, what else? The gable or something. Then you are not there. Then you find that when it's raining, the whole thing will collapse because you are not there. You are not doing, I don't know, 
But one day when we get to heaven, you know, a lot of things will come out. And the Lord will begin to ask people questions. You were supposed to do this. You were supposed to do this in my house. You didn't do it. You see, because the other scary thing about it is that Jesus said, I will build my church. Yeah. Amen. So he will build it anyway, anyhow. But it will be sad that the thing is built and you didn't become a part. Yeah. Nehemiah told um, Sambalat and Tobias, he said to them, listen, you guys, you will not join us to build. You will not have a part or a memorial or an inheritance in this house that we are building. Yeah. So it will be sad. But I was saying that anybody who builds the house of God deserves a miracle. So if you are looking for ways by which you can get a miracle, just build the house of God. And you will get a miracle. We can't go over all that. Uh, you need to uh, get a message and listen to it. And last week, we started talking about the heart of a builder. If you're a builder, what kind of heart must you have? And we looked at David. We looked at uh, Nehemiah. And today, we're going to read again. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of Artaxerxes, the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine, and I gave it unto the king. Now I had been before time sad in his presence. I had not been before time sad in his presence. Verse 2. Wherefore the king said to me, Why is the countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. When uh, then I was so afraid. Verse 3. And he said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad? When the city, the place of my father's sepulchre, lie waste. And the gates consumed with fire. Verse 4. Then the king said to me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to God of the God of heaven. Verse 5. And I said to the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy life, thou will send me to Judah unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. Yeah. So we saw the heart of Nehemiah. Even the king saw it. That the guy had a certain heart. There was something wrong with him. And what was that? He had a heart to build the house of God. He wanted to be sure that whatever is in the house of God is built. Yeah. And the king saw it. We need to be able to see that your heart is a heart for the things of God. Last week I read a scripture for you in 2 Kings chapter 10 and verse 15 where Jehonadab, um, he met Jehu and he was just saying all sorts of things saluting him and the king asked Charlie is your heart with me as my heart is with you because sometimes you come say all the things but your heart is not with us so is your heart with me they said if your heart is with me then give me your hand it's a sign that your heart is with me but if I don't see your hand you are not with me yeah and we saw David also in second chronicles chapter 6 verse 6 the bible says that it was in his heart to build a house for God and God said to him because it is in your heart to build a house for me. He said, you will do well. I came to tell somebody, you shall do well. You see, all these messages are just ways of helping you to do well. Oh, yeah. If you are going to take this word that we are speaking, you will do well. That's my work as a pastor, to help you to do well. Now, why should I be your pastor and you don't do well? My desire is that everybody here will do well. And I see you doing well. At least, everybody must build one house. At least, you must build one house. Oh, only three people received it. 
And you must drive a car. A car, so there you What is a car? You will drive a car. Every morning, your car will be parked. I see your car parked right there. Yeah. Some people say, I mean, this type of I receive it. Me, I don't know. Sit there. Some of us, it is receive it. I receive it. We have built our house. We are driving. You too, receive a car. Receive a house. Receive a blessing. Don't let anybody sitting by you worry you and say, hey, what are you doing? Tell the person, excuse me. I beg you. When it comes to receiving my miracle, I get too excited. So please. Now, if you don't want to be blessed, don't come for the service because you will be blessed. You see the song we are singing, blessed. We we want to be blessed. So when you come, you don't want to be blessed. How? You made a mistake by coming. So find somewhere else to go. But here, so then, if having such a heart will make me do well, what kind of heart must I have? And I'm going to share with you. I pray God gives me time. Ten hearts. Ten builders hearts you must have. I'm preaching from Bishop's book, The Art of Shepherding. Good. Preaching from chapter 39. Okay. So, ten types of hearts you must have. Number one, develop a willing heart. A willing heart. Exodus chapter 25. From verse 1. Exodus 25. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, What did he tell him? Verse 2. Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it what? Willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. You see, there's a difference in giving something willingly. And something being taken from you. When the thing is taken from you, you are not blessed. That is why Jesus, he said, no man taketh my life. He said, I lay it down myself. I'll go to the cross myself. I won't wait for anybody to take my life. I will take, I will lay it down. You must become somebody who we don't have to force to take something from you. So more offering you will give. We have to quote scriptures. We have to invoke certain things before you will give. Hey, but you must be able to give willingly yeah we tell the wives they must give themselves willingly see that in the night the house has become like UN peace talks, negotiations husbands are negotiating with their wives no feel. oh okay oh I beg you, something small for the boys why why should your husband be struggling you will not do well oh I'm talking about how you can do well as a wife. But you see, when you offer it willingly, you will see that the man himself now, he will ask you that, ah, the other day, you said you wanted to go to Dubai and come. Have you, do you still want to go? Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, the wives who have been practicing it, they know what I'm talking about. It's all part of the modern marriage conference where we are. Be willing. Be willing. Offer yourself willingly. If you are giving, willingly, tithe. We have to preach. We preach 20 reasons why you must pay tithe. Cases that will come upon non-tithes. Uh, this, why? Small tithe are we going to give. And even that one, after we are finished preaching, you will see that small people will come. Then we have to come and preach it again. 
No, but it must be your lifestyle. Willingly. Tell somebody willingly. Tell me, can you give something willingly? Or we have to force you. Did you ask? Because I thought you were going to ask. Yeah. If you are not in any ministry in the church, you are not doing anything in the church. We didn't force you. Oh, by for No. You must willingly offer yourself. I think I like the choir. I want to join the choir. I like this worship choir. I want to join them. I want to do something. I want to be a shepherd in the church. It must be a willing offering. And God knows that there's a blessing in that. So he said, tell Moses to tell. He told Moses, tell the children of Israel. So maybe you can put my name there. That God told Bishop Fabian, tell the first service people. If maybe that is what will make you understand. Yeah. When they say you are willing, it means the quality or state of being prepared to do something. Prepared to do something. Readiness. It doesn't necessarily have to be whatever, but you are ready to do it. That is what it means. We shouldn't feel that we are disturbing you. There are some people when you ask them for something, you feel like you are disturbing them. Have you had that feeling before? Yeah. But if the person is giving all, you say, you go and come tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. Oh, okay, you, let's do it next week. You will not want to go back to the person. Are you getting it? So you need to develop a willing heart. And we need people who will give tithes, who will give offerings, who will even give, not sometimes even offering when we are taking offering. Some people feel like they have been trapped. It's like everybody, if you do, God will do it, and then you lift up your hand. I think you will move with the momentum or whatever. Then you go and take the envelope. Then when you come back, you say, Nami cry. Why did I do this thing, cry? What was wrong with me that I went for this envelope? Then you want to change your mind. Anyway, I mean, in any case, if you want to change your mind, you can change your mind. Yes, you can. Even if you don't want to, because it will be better for you to give it willingly than for it to be taken from you. Put your hands together for Jesus. And that's how David and Nehemiah, they were willingly doing it. Nobody was forcing them. Number two, develop a stirred heart. A heart that has been stirred. Mm -mm. Exodus chapter 35, verse 21. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up. And everyone whom his spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation. And for all his service and for the holy garments. Amen. Bishop says here, a stead heart is a heart that is excited and moved towards the expression of an emotion. Sometimes fine people, they, they, they are not excited in the church. Anything they talk about, you are not excited. You say they sit down and you watch. Hmm. Some of us we are here to watch. But there must be excitement. But when you are watching soccer, man who is playing uh, Arsenal or and no, then yourself will come. There are some people when you see them, you'll be amazed that hey, is it the same person? They can be very excited and jumping and screaming. Yes, Look at that. 
But when they come to the church, say, praise the Lord. They will not be moved. But there must be people whose hearts are stirred when the word of God is preached. There must be people who scream and shout when the word of God is preached. There must be people who are excited when the word of God is preached. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Let your heart be stirred. Let your heart be stirred. Let your heart be stirred. When they preach, nothing moves you. When we preach, nothing, everything we say, it doesn't move you. May something move you. You have never been able to even stand in the church and shout before. But today, may something move your heart. said the people who came the people who has stirred them it looks like if your heart is not stirred you will never come you will not do it and you must allow your heart to be stirred because you can sit there and decide that hmm, me these things they are doing me mom i can't do it too your heart will never be stirred you'll be sitting down and you will never join in anything but tell yourself i am going to allow my heart to be stirred I like this word that the man of God is preaching. I'm going to allow it to affect me. You should be excited. How come you are never excited? Ask the next person. You are never excited. Even today I see that you have been sitting down quietly. I don't know what is wrong with you. (laughs) Number three, my time is up, I tell you. Develop a soft heart. Hey. A soft heart, Bishop says here, is a heart that is compassionate and kind. A soft heart is a conciliatory heart. Job 23, verse 16. For God maketh my heart soft. For God maketh my heart soft. A soft heart is, is a heart that, that, that can be moved. What kind of heart do you have? Some people, their hearts are hard. You see, the thing that brought Pharaoh down was because his heart was hard. And the Bible says that he died, he was destroyed because God hardened his heart. Yeah, in Exodus. Hey, are you going to have a heart? Exodus chapter 4 verse 21 and then Exodus 7 verse 3. Bible says that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. And in chapter 17, when he had allowed them to go, still, he didn't want to have a soft heart. So his heart was hard again and he followed them into the Red Sea. He followed them into the Red Sea and that was his end. Because by the time the Israelites moved out and Moses stretched forth his rod, all the waters came upon them and they were all drowned. If he had made his heart soft, by now he would be alive. So some people die because they harden their heart. Ask the next person, is your heart hard or soft? Oh doctor, isn't it? When a person has hard hearts and vessels, what will happen to them? Give the doctor uh, this thing. You think that I'm, even in the natural. Yes, Bishop. 
in the normal situation, the heart must be soft so that it can work. And then there are some conditions when it becomes hard, it doesn't work. There's an envelope that develops around it. It's very thick. The heart cannot work. You will be sick. You need to come to the hospital for us to remove that envelope before before you be well. Is there an envelope around somebody that is not making you do well? Whatever you see in the natural is in the spiritual first. This is the hospital where we are dealing with the envelope that is there. Today, as I'm preaching, I am removing the envelope from your heart. May you have a soft heart. Yeah. I'm telling you, you may not know. These are things that are happening in the spirit realm. So why don't why am I not doing well in life? I'm telling you. There's an envelope. So when we say receive it, the envelope has chalked your heart. So it doesn't go inside your heart. Hey! Touch the near person's heart and say, Charlie, I beg you, let your heart be softer because this envelope they are talking about. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 8, sorry. The Bible says that harden not your heart. Hey! Maba! Another word for the harden is pride. Rebellious heart. Proud heart. Stony heart. You will die. You have become like a cat. Cats, they are very proud. When they see you coming, they won't move. Have you seen a cat moving? If you want to see pride, look at a cat. Oh, you are coming, so what? Me, I don't fear you. Everybody fears you, but I don't fear you. You see the cat is moving like You have become like a cat. Hey! May you be delivered from a hardened heart. Harden not your heart. As in the day of provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Verse 9. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my ways 40 years. They saw my ways 40 years old, but still. <laughs> Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart. And they have, known my, they have not known my ways. Verse 11, so I swear in my wrath that they shall never enter into my rest. Hey! Charlie, this one day from today, you must have a soft heart. God is now swearing that you, you will never do well. You will never build. You will never marry. Oh, somebody said, I will do your work. He said, I swear. You will never enter my rest. I don't know what else he writes. I'm even afraid to read the rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you of an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hey! But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Charlie, please, tell somebody I beg you. Because the things we are reading now, God is swearing you will never do well you will never prosper. You will not. Because when you enter the rest of God, that's it. Because Jesus said, 
Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So if now he says, I swear, the rest, no, no lie, you will never have it. That's your end. Oh, I see a people whose hearts are soft. We will enter the rest of the Lord. Oh, you can put your hands together for Jesus. That was the heart of David. That was the heart of Nehemiah. Number four, develop a communing heart. A communing heart. Yeah. Psalm 4 verse 4. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Wow. Hey. Developing Bishop says a communion heart is a heart that can communicate intimately with God. Anybody who has a communion heart, when you sit with a person, you can communicate intimately with a person. We can deep. We can talk to you about some deep issues. We can we can commune, communion, fellowship together. When you read Nehemiah, Bible says that when the Lord called him, he was. He went to the wall of, of Jerusalem and he was there for three days. He was not talking to anybody, neither beast nor animal. He was just walking, just walking around. He was communing with God. God was telling him what to do. God was showing him the plans. Listen, if you allow yourself to commune with God, God will show you what to do. A lot of people say, I don't know what to do. It's because you don't take time to commune with God. God, what do you, would you have to do in this life? What would you have me do in this church? Yeah. The Bible says that it is written of you in the volumes of the book. There is something that is written about you in the volumes of the book. To do his will. So if you don't know what is written about you, you will be moving around and you will not excel in life. But when you begin to commune with God, God will say, oh my son, I think that I want you to help in this area in the church. I want you to do this here. I want you to support to build a house. Do something. God can commune with you. Even in your giving. It's like you have made up your mind that media one city. Whether we like it or not. When it's everybody that, ah, one city. One brother in our church in America. He had one dollar and hundred dollars in the left. So every time he knows where the one dollar is, he puts his hand inside. Then he put it. Then one day, I don't know what happened. I think he forgot. Either he changed the position, the hundred and the one. So he just put his hand there and he put it in the offering. So later, as he was there and he said, ah, let me check. And he checked. He had the one dollar in his hand. Hey! As so much, the hundred dollar has gone into the offering. After church, he went to pastor. Pastor. I made you, Pastor. I made them. He said, you, you give me change. I take 10. Take 10 and give me change. Ah, but you knew you can give 10. You will never give 10. You have come with one all the time. Oh, may the Lord commune with you and tell you something. Hey. Hmm. Pastors, we see things. So. <laughs> Number five. Oh, the time is up. Develop a heart of wax. Wax. Hmm. A heart of wax is a pliable heart, malleable, changeable, bendable. Yeah, 
flexible. What kind of heart do you have? It cannot change me. I've made up my mind. This is how I'm going to do. Change. Yeah. So if you're going to build for God, you must be able to change your heart. Psalm 22 verse 14. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. Psalm 22 verse 14. Number six. Develop a burning heart. Hey! Your heart must be burning. Feeling. Feeling yummy. How come your heart never burns? Bible talks about these two men who were walking with Jesus on the road to Emmaus. In Luke 24 from verse 25. But later on, Bible says that after Jesus had spoken to them and exposed the scriptures to them, they said, did not our heart burn? Did not our heart burn? Verse 32. Within us, while he talked with us by the way and opened to us the scriptures. When we open the scriptures, something must be burning in your heart. But you will open the scriptures. Nothing burns in your heart. Only daily graphic and, and uh, um, uh, PMP. Do they still do that in PMP? Chronicle. That's the only thing when you read something is burning in your heart. But how about the scriptures? We must be able to read the scriptures as you read the Bible. And the Bible says that Nehemiah went to build. And the Bible says if you don't build. God said when you bring money to the house, I will blow on it. Your heart is still not burning. What else will make you your heart burn? But these people say, ah, something is happening to me. This message that is being preached. I've been there several times in church when the message is preaching. I, I could feel something. Feeling, 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 yummy. I mean. See some sisters feeling, baby. When the brother is proposing to you, hard burn your face. Have you finished? Ah, something must burn in your heart. That's the next person. Do you have a burning heart or you, are, you have a cold heart? Number seven, develop one heart with those who are called of God. Yeah. Join them all because you will find out that it will not be good for you. Nehemiah 2, 17 to 18, Bible says that Nehemiah spoke to the people about what God had told him and they said, we are with you. I said to them, you see the distress and the gates thereof. Come, let us build that we be no more a reproach. Verse 18. Then I told them of the hand of God that for me. Let us rise and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. They said, Charlie, we are with you. Acts 4.32 And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. Yeah. Whatever you have, it belongs to the church too. I have things that I give to the church to be used. How come you don't have anything that the church can also use? There were some people, when Nehemiah was moving, they, they were, as the people were working, they didn't join in. Nehemiah 3, verse 5. You don't need to be one of those people. Bible says that people were building. This one was building this wall. This one was building next to each other. And next to them, they take whites. They repaired. But their nobles put their next not to the work of their Lord. Nobles. Ask the next person, are you a noble or you are, you are, you are, you are. Nobles are the contain people. 
Number eight, develop an open heart. An open heart is a heart that allows God access into your heart. Open your heart. There are things God wants to put into your heart. Acts 16 verse 14. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, like what the choir is wearing, of the city of Tartaria, which worshipped God and heard us, whose heart the Lord opened. And she attended unto the things which were spoken of God. Whatever new thing is coming, may your heart be open to receive that new thing. Don't close your heart. Don't lock your heart. You may never know your person is coming, but you have just locked your heart. May the Lord open your heart to receive the blessing that is coming in. Wow. Number nine, I'm finishing. Develop an obedient heart. Obey. Sometimes just obeying makes you do a lot of things. Maybe you don't know what to do, but when we say, join this, do this, help in this area, just by obeying, you will see that you'll be blessed. That is what it has been for me. Bible says, trust, the songwriter said, trust, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Trust and obey. That's why Paul, in Acts 26, when he was talking to King Agrippa, he said to him, he said, when I saw that light at midday, when I think about it, I say, hey, midday, pa, the sun is up, you can still see a light. Then the light is wild, pa. That's what made the guy afraid. That I can see a light in the sun. Then this person must be a wild person. He said, when I heard it, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I obeyed. Charlie, don't be disobedient. Oh. Obey. And number 10, develop a steadfast heart. A steadfast heart is a heart that is firmly fixed, steady, and immovable. Charlie? We are unmovable. Yahweh atasso. First Corinthians seven thirty seven says, "Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart." Let's stand steadfast in our heart. Let's stand steadfast in our hope and our belief that we are going to do the work of God. We'll build. Listen, and it's working. I see the church growing. It's going back. I see it, and I want it to go up to the very end. And then people will be sitting up there. People are helping. Everybody is bringing somebody to church. That is what it's supposed to be. Let's work together. Let's build together. Let's do it together. I tell you, it's going to work. Let your heart be fixed on this thing. Here, some people are not sure. Am I coming for first? Am I coming for second? Be sure about where you want to be. Stay and help to build. You have to be careful. Sometimes, you see, there is a saying that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Which part of the Bible is that one? See, people have all these proverbs and other things that they quote. You have to think more about it before you make any move. No. We have thought about Jesus and it's enough. That we know that Jesus can take care of us. Jesus will help us. Jesus will make a way for us. He will help us. Don't be afraid. If Jesus will, you don't worry. I have to think about other things. You leave it and give it all to Jesus. Bible says that when Jesus did the loaves, miracle of the loaves, the disciples, they didn't understand. They said their hearts were hardened because they did not consider the miracle of the loaves. 
they didn't consider that he, he and when I was reading it the Bible says that when he fed 5,000 he asked the people how many baskets full did I get he said 12 baskets full then he asked them again when I fed 4,000 how many baskets full extra did we get then he said 7 baskets full so when I thought about it, I realized that ah, there are 12 months in a year and 7 days in a week. So every day of the year, God will provide your needs for you. Don't be afraid. I see God providing. Let your heart be steady. Let your heart be fixed. And as you do it, may God bless you and may God supply your needs. Stand to your feet. Put your hands together. Give the Lord a shout. Oh, yes. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. Oh, while we do His good will, oh, He abides with us still. Oh, and with all. And obey, oh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Just lift up your hand, ask God to touch your heart. Pray that you have a good heart. A soft heart. A heart of wise. Oh, yes. A steadfast heart. Oh, yes. Pray. Today, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you're not born again, you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Him. It's also a type of heart, a surrendered heart. Every head bowed, all eyes closed, you want to surrender your heart to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray with you. Lift up. God bless you. I see your hand. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. I see your hands there. God bless you. I see your hand. Today is a good day to be saved. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Lift up your hand. The devil wants to destroy you, but you shall not be destroyed. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat and come to me. Come. Come. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. To be happy in Jesus. Face this way. Face this way. Yes. Oh, keep clapping. Keep clapping. Many people are coming to Jesus. Trust and obey. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come, my brother. Come, my brother. 
to be happy in Jesus. There's no other way. You need to trust and obey. Hallelujah. Those of you in front, just lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. Just pray this prayer with me. It's a sign of surrender. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life from today. I am yours and you are mine. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you all. You have prayed an important prayer. Your life will not be the same. See our lady pastor standing there. Look this way to my left hand side. She's going to talk to you. Give you a book by the bishop to help you to serve God. Okay. Please follow her this way. We trust that you have been blessed, refreshed, and encouraged by the preaching of God's word. For further inquiries, call plus 233-307-010-444. Eddie Fabian is also on Facebook and Instagram. God bless you. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah.